All right, guys. Fiber. What are net carbs? What is fiber? Is fiber really free? Today, we are going to talk about... I'm Dr. Adam Martin at The Fit Pharmacist. Joining me today is my colleague and friend, Kevin Brunacini, who is uh, at the Diet Doc Independence. Kevin, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Adam. Happy to. So why are we doing this? Why are we talking about fiber? So March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. And as being nutrition consultants, this is one of the most common questions that we get uh, from our clients, from people that we work with, and our colleagues. You know, what is fiber? There's all this misconceptions about being free carbohydrates or what the role is. So we're going to talk about that um, and also touch on how that plays into colon cancer prevention. So being uh, March Colon Cancer Awareness Month, I just want to go over a couple statistics with this condition. So excluding skin cancer, colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer diagnosed in both men and women in the United States. Um, they have projections for this year, 2018, that call for more than 140,000 new cases of colorectal cancer. Uh, which will lead to expected, an expectation of over 50,000 deaths from this disease. Um, the reason I tell you this is all of these deaths are preventable because with screening and all of the things that are available, if we catch this early, we are able to prevent those deaths, those complications. Um, and speaking from a personal standpoint, um, this is actually what took my mother. Um, she died from colon cancer. Um, that's the whole reason that I got into pharmacy, the whole reason that I do what I do. Um, so just a personal note, that's why this is such an important topic for me to share with you, um, because I've gone through what that feels like with that pain. So I want to help prevent any unnecessary issues um, from you or your loved ones. So when it comes to screening for colon cancer, there are some new advancements with that available. Um, I would recommend talking to your pharmacist. Um, physician or other healthcare provider about those specifics. But in general, guidelines for screening for colon cancer are for men and women to start at 50 years age or older. So if you're 50 years old and you have not had a colonoscopy yet, definitely give your doctor a call. Um, I know it might not be the most pleasant experience, but it's a lot better to catch it early. So if you catch this uh, disease early, it'll save a lot of pain and complications down the road. So that aside, I just want to make sure I touched on that. Make sure, uh, as they say, a ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So absolutely uh, have that taken care of with, uh, your, can, with your life. It's, it's worth the time. It's worth the day of prep. Just, just please do that for yourself, for your loved ones. So let's get started with fiber. As I said, I'm Dr. Adam Martin with The Fit Pharmacist. Joining me is my friend and colleague, Kevin Brunacini, soon to be Dr. Kevin Brunacini, finishing up um, his doctorate in nursing. Thank you so much for being with us today, Kevin. Thank you, Adam. So with this whole topic of fiber, um, like I said, there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of questions, a lot of misinformation out there. So let's just start with the basics. Um, and Kevin, being the expert on this, uh, finishing up your doctorate, um, I wanted to ask you if you could just simplify what is fiber? When someone says fiber or they have a question, 
what is fiber? Quite simply, fiber is the non-starch, non indigestible portion of foods, mainly comes from complex carbohydrates, and that's basically your plant foods that we consume in a day. Um, it can further be categorized into two types, but um, I'll save that for later. Oh, perfect. Um, so, okay, so it's just the, the rough edge. I have a lot basically. of crap to dig through. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I have to <laughs> lots of crap to, to dig through. Well, we won't overdo do it. How about that? We're out of here. We're, we're gone, everyone. <laughs> we'll be here all week. So, okay, so now we've defined what fiber is. Um, what is the role of fiber? So why, why would someone want to make sure that they're getting enough fiber in their diet? What purpose does it serve? Uh, the most, most common necessity for fiber is, in my opinion, GI regularity. It helps us. It provides bulk, provides, I want to say, lubrication to a degree. Um, but it makes us help go poop. Um, and what better way to start your morning with a good BM, I suppose. Um, oh, crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, what, you know, it's, it's you know, in terms of that basic, that simple, in terms of fiber's role, obviously there, there, are, uh, there are different ways, methods of how fiber promotes regularity, um, but that it's, that's, that's its main role in addition to it is a it can be preventative in terms of colorectal issues or from colorectal cancer from occurring. Got you. Um, so you brought up an excellent point in the last question where when we're talking about fiber, there's two main types. There's the soluble and there's the insoluble. Um, and there's a lot of confusion out there with people like what's the difference? What's the purpose for each? Um, so can you just touch on what soluble fiber is? Soluble is, as you, as the name kind of implies, it's the, the fiber, the dietary fiber that you ingest from certain foods is going to dissolve in water and form into a gel. And this is what promotes that satiety feeling because it's delaying gastric emptying. It's by forming that, that barrier, that gel-like substance in the stomach, it allows this, the stomach to slow down. It's uh, no different than just drinking water would do. It's providing that volume, so to speak, without adding a lot of volume per se. Got you. So can you give some examples of what soluble fiber would be? Um, most common sources, and there's going to be, there is some crossover of different, different types of fiber be between those two classes, but mo most commonly are barley, oats, which is my favorite, rye, High five. fruits, that's uh, most commonly are your apple, apple and citruses, legumes. Uh, most particularly um, of legumes are um, soybeans in particular, um, seeds, and, and as far as the veggies go, it's going to be your broccoli, cabbage, uh, carrots, um, more cruciferous vegetables with more darky, darky, more dark green types are going to typically be more soluble in in nature. Okay, so that's soluble fiber. What about insoluble fiber? How does that differ? And then what are some examples of those? The difference between insoluble is, again, as the name applies, and just the inverse of soluble is it's not dissolved. Insoluble is not dissolvable in water. Um, and what this is going to do, as opposed to pro uh, providing satiety, fill, uh, fullness feeling, it's going to promote regularity in this sense by adding bulk to 
stool to mass. Um, um, and how it does that, it can also do that by softening the food um, through bringing in water into the, into the, into your poop. Um, I didn't mention in previous, but you know, soluble is more fermentable. Uh, it's easily, easily, more easily digested. As a result, this can promote more gas and bloats, which you know we'll certainly discuss. Uh, I'm sure next, but uh, that's a another dis distinguishing feature, I suppose you can say between the two is soluble is more fermentable, therefore it can promote more gas in excess versus insoluble, which is the opposite, it's less fer fermentable, therefore it's going to be less harsh in the GI tract. Excellent. And then uh, putting my pharmacist hat on real quick, um, a lot of times I have patients come in the pharmacy saying they need fiber supplements and they ask for certain things. Um, so for most time, that's going to be the insoluble fiber, just kind of the the push movement of fiber. Um, so, and like you said, it is a harsher variety. Uh, so when people come in, they might ask for Metamucil. Um, that's psyllium, um, which actually is the most harsh. That's gonna create the most gas and uh, side effects um, of those supplements. Um, it is effective, but just know that that can cause uh, those, uh, some of those unwanted side effects. Another alternative that's less harsh would be the methyl cellulose um, or the citrus citrusel, um, which is sugar-free and it's just it comes in um, you know uh, unflavored powder, so you can add that and mix that in water. Um, and it's a little, like I said, less harsh, so it's more tolerable. Um, you're gonna have less side effects with that. Um, there's a lot of other options available. That's why you should speak to your friendly pharmacist for the best recommendation uh, or nurse. No, no hate, we gotta show the love. Healthcare <laughs> can't provide. That, can't cut that crap. <laughs> Healthcare um, professional. So. So yeah, so we just want to talk about, you know, what fiber is, but one of the biggest misconceptions and a lot of the food companies actually use this in marketing their products is net carbs or that fiber is free. So you might see like on the nutrition label, it says carbohydrates, 20 grams, fiber, 18 grams, net carbs, two grams. So they market like, oh, there's only two grams of carbs in this product. So it seems alluring um, and low carb and, and all these things, but is that really the case? That's what we're going to touch on. Um, so Kevin, do you want to talk about what exactly net carbs mean and where that whole concept came from? Absolutely. And this is, it, like you've said, it's a big misconception. It's quite misleading, frankly, uh, to the general public who they may just don't know. Uh, they, they see fiber as a good thing and, um, uh, uh, and just that glamorizing of, of fewer carbs for something like a protein bar or some carb item, nevertheless, just with a lot of dietary fiber can be just very misleading in terms of uh, either a lot of, ex a lot of unaccounted carbs and or calories that's just not aware of. And therefore it makes the a progress or a pursuits goal of weight loss or weight goal regardless is going to it's going to be uh, much more difficult because of that uh, missing data um when the intention is likely pretty pure but net carbs are essentially it's a it's a method uh, suppose you could say that it, it's calculated by from a food source by subtracting the dietary fiber and sugar alcohols from the total carbs um, and you commonly see this in, uh, in my experience uh, is 
protein bars or frankly low carb any low carb item for that matter but protein bars are going to have that uh, big uh, exclamation point of only two grams two grams of carbs you know it's phenomenal there's and you know you'll see that there's say, 22 grams total of carbs and there's 17 grams of fiber sugar alcohols and they combine those and subtract it and that's where they get these net carbs and uh and that's where the misconception is because unfortunately we're uh, we're not to the point of being so superior for our nutrition is that nothing in life is or nothing of food is free is um everything has a cost whether it's negligible or not there's still a cost that we're that uh, it takes to digest something even the whole uh, idea of eating asparagus and that it's a negative food you're still eating something with calories even though it's marginal but the principle of the matter is nothing is free so um and this was developed by, lo and behold, Dr. Atkins, who is the father of low-carb, can I say BS? Is that okay? Um, it's just, We're it's talking just about fiber movement. poop, so you can uh, say, you know, crap, BS, whatever. <laughs> well, it, for the nature of this, I guess I can, uh, as a pun, I'll use it as such. But it treats around with, uh, with their nutrition, but um, it's you know, developed by Dr. Atkins, as uh, I'm sure it was a very uh, marketable approach, and it kind of frankly is, because it's not evaluated the claims of net carbs are not evaluated by the fda standard so it is it is nothing but a marketing ploy by uh, companies that are producing such product so it works very well um but the misconception is or the whole point is uh you know there's still dietary fiber even though it's low in uh, calories per gram there's still calories per gram so we're talking you know two calories on average give or take it's not that significant, but point of the matter is that's still calories and carbohydrates unaccounted for in your grand scheme of things. So you're having, you know, one and eh, 20 grams of carbs, maybe not that big of a deal, but if you're having protein bar week every day of the week or some other item like pasta and it's, you know, just a number out of the air, 40 grams unaccounted for, that's a big deal. To, yes. That's a big deal. And I'm glad that you brought up protein bars because a lot of times the whole term of sugar alcohol is a totally new concept. You know, people yeah. read nutrition labels and they see carbs, protein, fat, um, sodium, net fat, things like that. But then um, they get a protein bar and all of a the sudden there's this brand new category called sugar alcohol. And people start thinking like, does this mean martini, sugar, alcohol? <laughs> I don't understand. Am I going to get drunk off of this? Like, whoa. So – I'm glad you brought that up about <laughs> there being that, that net calories from that um, with sugar alcohols. Um, and that, I think, is a, a very big point of confusion and, and misunderstanding. Um, and I know you touched on it briefly, but if you want to talk a little more about what sugar alcohols are and the calories that they bring, um, I think that'll help demystify this, this magical category that pops up on protein bars. The sugar alcohols are going to be too you're going to see this on back of the food item. They typically end in tols, so uh, erythritol, xylitol, mannitol, sorbitol. Uh, I think those. I'm sure there's. I think there's one more. There, there's. Those are the big ones. Big, yeah, those are the most common ones, and uh, you know, they, their promise is they don't raise blood sugar compared to sugar. Um, artificial sweeteners is it's a touchy subject, but they don't raise it, um, and I won't say that they, it's completely perfect in terms of not raising it. There may be a very, very marginal, if so, but 
in the grand scheme of things, it's it's irrelevant. It's it's not a big deal. It's not going to cause a noticeable issues at all for someone who's with diabetes or not. But um, nevertheless, there's still marginal calories per gram of consumption of these. And if overdone, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the on the you know, on the average gram intake of sugar alcohols. Um, I want to say it's 30 grams, I believe. Um, but uh, don't quote me on that. But uh, there is a there is a threshold of sugar alcohols that we can intake. And lo and behold, what is uh, since we're talking about GI, if we eat too much of sugar alcohols, it's going to cause us to to poop it out uh, urgently, and that's just no fun for anyone. So yes. uh, that is something to be mindful of. Just because it's you know here carbs, healthy, blah blah blah, it doesn't mean that it's perfectly healthy or okay to eat in an excess. Yes. And I think that's a huge clinical um, aspect too, coming from healthcare professional side, putting my white coat back on is, you know, when I have patients come in and they're asking for sugar-free products, when you see the term sugar-free, almost always on the label, you're going to see xylitol, erythritol, anything like that. And those are the sugar alcohols that Kevin's talking about. Now, the thing I always warn people is in moderation, that's totally fine. But what can sometimes happen is we get in that mindset of, oh, it's you know free or sugar-free, so I can have as much as I want without repercussion. Well, like Kevin said, there is a threshold where if you eat you know, all this sugar-free candy, that sugar alcohol will cause diarrhea. And that is the most common um, issue with that. And you'll, pardon my French, be shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to dab it all the way through. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. And Kevin, I think that's a phenomenal explanation um, for what sugar alcohols are, because um, that's one of the, the methods that the food industry uses to market is, you know, net carbs uh, and through that sugar alcohol. So sugar free, net carbs, um, things that can be misleading um, where you think you're getting things free or at a discount. But like Kevin says, everything has a price. So we just want to do this as in like an awareness piece to let you know um, that that's out there for that. Um, so that's really it we have for what the net carbs um, and the sugar alcohols. Uh, Kevin, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on in regards to fiber or anything else uh, that we've touched on in this poopy place? Mm -hmm. uh, not just... No, not particularly. Uh, you know, sugar alcohols are a helpful tool within context. Uh, yes. Uh, it has nothing to do with the carbs, but it's just, it's a, as a, I guess, as an alternative sweetener to, I guess, to reduce carbs to a degree or uh, take place of, of carbs uh, for, re for regular sugar. It is a uh, very, you know, helpful tool in that regard, but to each, you know, you have to know what, how much is too much if you are sensitive or notice sensitivity to such items and either rotate it, get rid of it, eat not as much. Um, it's you know you have to be aware of of your food and what it's how it's affecting you and if it's you know worth it because there are there are better options and I would say to eat the more whole food item is going to be your best bet in most cases uh, depending on depending on everything. But uh, if you can you certainly afford the higher carbs for more whole food you know, typical uh, items, then that's going to be your best bet. Absolutely. Um, so as a recap, guys, um, 
March is colon cancer awareness month. It is one of the most common forms of cancer, third leading uh, cause of cancer diagnosis once skin cancer is taken out of the equation. But the good news is it's the most preventable. So screening is really important. Um, having fiber in your diet for that roughage, that constant motility is really important. Um, also fiber, it has a role in helping our health. Um, fullness, keeping blood sugar stable, depending on whether it's one of the two types that Kevin went into, soluble versus insoluble. We talked about what net carbs are and that whole thing being basically a marketing ploy. So it's not free where there's only you know X carbs. You have to look at the whole picture, the total carbohydrates, because whether there's fiber or sugar alcohols, which we talked about, um, that can impact your sugar level um, that does have some calorie content. So it's not totally free uh, when you see those terms sugar-free on food packaging. Um, so I hope this was helpful. Um, one thing I did want to express is that Dr. Kevin is the, I'm just going to call you doctor because it, it's, it's a done deal. You're, you're graduate A plus man. You, you got this. Um, but, what's that? We're down to less than six months. I'm already wearing the gown at night. Oh, yeah. He wakes up, he's ready to flash out. Um, but Kevin is a colleague and friend of mine who is just a phenomenal individual and really passionate about helping his clients with nutrition, with lifestyle changes for permanent weight loss. Um, Kevin actually went through a huge transformation a few years back. And how much weight did you lose, Kevin? More weight than what my wife weighs, uh, 121 pounds. And how long, how many years have you been able to keep that off? It'd be seven years this July, July seven 17th. years. That's that's amazing. He's kept that off um, through flexible dieting techniques. I'm looking at not only nutrition but the mindset that goes into those habits required to make lasting change. Because in the United States, we're very good at losing weight, but keeping it off is the whole problem. Um, in over 98% of diets or attempts at losing weight fail because people lose weight, then they regain it within two years. Um, that's um, the unfortunate truth. But if you have a coach who's as committed, knowledgeable, and has walked through that like Kevin, um, you really set yourself up for success. Um, Kevin runs his business, The Diet Doc Independence. Um, most of his clients are online. So if you don't live in Kentucky, that's not an issue. He can help you online. He can help you um, through phone. Uh, he goes above and beyond for his clients who have had so much success um, because he really invests in the relationship with those he serves. Um, so I just can't rave enough about Kevin. Um, so Kevin, if people want to reach you, if they want to learn more about the services you offer um, with weight loss or you know healthy lifestyles, where can they go to find more information about you? Um, I'd say email is be most direct. So Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at thedietdoc.com. Otherwise, uh, you know, for just more information regarding me and, uh, and everything else, you know, my website is thedietdoc-independence.com. And you can always get a hold of me as well from that avenue. But uh, any questions, you know, it's at least that's what medicine is, is to answer and teach. So uh, let me have it. I'd love to help. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much, Dr. Kevin. Thank you for uh, helping us understand more about fiber um, and preventing colon cancer for March being Colon Cancer Awareness Prevention Month. Guys, thank you for tuning in on Saturday. 
successful Saturday. We hope it's now super successful now that you know all the doo-doo on the fiber. Have a great weekend and week ahead, guys. This is Dr. Adam Martin with The Fit Pharmacist signing off with Dr. Kevin Brunacini of the Diet Doc Independence. Be great and live with passion. See you guys.